it's Ms. Okada, and this podcast is Episode 6 of Analysis of Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Today, I'll be chatting about the similarities and differences between the world state and the savage reservation. As previously noted, the world state is run by the civilized world, and the savage reservation is a necessary evil for the world state, the dumping ground for everything that doesn't fit into the created norms. Today, I will be discussing Huxley's beautifully crafted savage reservation that John grew up in, the similarities and differences between the two places, why the savage reservation is a necessary evil, and the pros and cons of each place. There are several savage reservations that exist around the world in this setting of the Brave New World. The reservation that John grows up in is what we know as New Mexico of the United States. It might remind you as a Native American Indian reservation with its performed rituals and ceremonies, but really, it's a made-up world by Huxley. So let's first talk about the similarities and differences. Both have rituals that bring solidarity to the community. Both have strong sense of community and of belonging. But that sense of belonging comes with having to fit the mold created by the community. And so when you don't fit that mold, there's a sense of rejection and being ostracized. The community in the world state is decided from the very beginning. People are in the same caste system, and it's pretty sexist if you notice that women congregate with women, men congregate with men except when it comes to time for sex. Community in the savage world includes family units and tribal units, but again, women congregate together and men congregate together, except in time for sex. Both the world state and the savage world have a hierarchy system. Within each unit, there are men who control women who have to follow the rules. There's drugs and numbing agents in both the world state and the savage reservation. The world state has soma to numb everyone's feelings with no after effects, although there are some that they don't discuss. You'll see it come into play later in the novel. The savage reservation has mezcal, which does create an after effect of a hangover. It's like an alcoholic and hallucinogenic beverage. There are some physical similarities to the places as well. Both have a central place where rituals and behavioral conditioning occur. The reservation has its pueblo of mouth pace in the Mesa. The world state has the central London centers for conditioning and, of course, the Charing Tea Crossing. And both places have a ritualistic sort of feeling to them. Although the world state always feels cold and clinical while the reservation is rich in its history and religious iconography, there are some really major differences, like education. In the Savage Reservation, education occurs through spiritual and emotional means. It happens in individuals' homes with traditions passed from one generation to the next, and in their tribal units, again passed from past generations to the next. In the world state, education occurs scientifically in bottles within the community, where conditioning centers will condition with hypnopedia. Then the community sings where they sing together and perform these different community rituals together. I guess in that way, they are also similar. They both educate their community members through behavioral conditioning. Specifically, the studies of Watson's plays here. There's behavioral conditioning throughout the novel, whether it's in the world state or the savage reservation. Behavioral conditioning happens through punishment and negative reinforcement. Both the savage reservation and the world state 
have worshipped idols. The world state, you'll see the people use the sign of the T to show their solidarity to the world state to signify that they see Ford and his Model T as being the basis of their societal stability. The Savage Reservation uses idols like the cross that we see in their rituals as well as different religious figures that they worship. Both the Savage Reservation and the world state are dystopias. The world state might seem like a utopia at first glance, but in reality it has its flaws. It's the world where religion has been banished and science is completely taken over. The savage world is a world where religious beliefs have taken over all aspects of society, where sin and guilt is the basis for social function or dysfunction. So if the world state, a seemingly utopian society, exists, then why is the savage reservation a necessity? Why did I call it a necessary evil earlier? It is the place to remind the citizens of the world state what the world used to be and what it can become yet again if the science and technology of the world state doesn't exist. It is to remind the citizens of the chaos that they have left behind in the past and to remind the citizens of what they have currently. It's a stark contrast to the world state views and what is considered to be dirty, like the words parent and mother and father. Ew. It is a necessary evil because in order to show everyone that the world state is a viable and perfect utopian place, there has to be a contrast. It is necessary to continue to have this contrast to show how far the world state is advanced and how savage the past was and the reservation presently is. It is the evil to contrast and highlight the good of the world state. There are some pros to live in the world state. Destiny is already determined. You don't have to worry about anything. And if you do, there's Soma. You never have to worry about sin because it's never taught to you. And then there's pros to living in the savage world, I suppose. Not very much, but there are. You have freedom to question and cause chaos. You have freedom for individuality. Unless it harms the community, you can be banished. There's stronger love bonds between people. And there's a strong sense of the why, being able to question. There's punishment for sins and there's understanding. There's more ability to choose your own destiny if you were to live in the savage reservation. So where would you rather exist? Would you want to exist in the world state knowing what you know? Or would you rather live in the savage reservation knowing what you know? It's a hard choice to make. John is put in that position where he has to decide whether the world state is the place he wants to be or the savage reservation is where he wants to return to. Which would you choose? Do you choose to be a puppet to a society where everything has been predestined? Or do you take your chances in a society where you fight for your destination, even if it will always be dismal and chaotic? Freedom from thinking about your future, freedom from all discomfort, or freedom from absolute control and freedom of choice? Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and it clarified some thoughts about the two places. Thanks for listening. Thank you.